Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Daydream and Listen. Yep, that's right, it's me, Krista, back with another episode this week, but this time, this is a bonus episode. So I wanted to do another episode this week because I really wanted to talk about Beyonce's latest visual album, Black is King, which released this past Friday on Disney+, and you guys, it was phenomenal. It was so amazing, and I just, I cannot believe how she keeps outdoing herself with every single project she's been releasing this past year and yeah i'm just i'm so so happy about it and if you guys can't tell or if you haven't listened to any of my past episodes because i think i've talked about her in almost every episode i'm a huge beyonce fan and it's okay if you do not like beyonce if you're not a fan totally fine. I hold no ill feelings toward you whatsoever. And I don't want you to think that you shouldn't listen to this episode because it's not going to be exciting for you. Um, Like even if you're not a part of The Hive, which if you don't know what that is, that's like Beyonce's fan group name. Like you know how Taylor Swift has the Swifties and the One Direction had like the Directioners, things like that. Um, The Hive is like for Beyonce, the Beehive. Um, so I encourage you to still listen, even if you're not a fan, um, even if you haven't seen Black is King, because I feel like, you know, maybe if you are a fan of another artist, you can relate to the things I'm going to be talking about today, because I'm not only going to be reviewing Black is King, I'm also going to be talking about how my fandom for Beyonce has sort of grown over the years, and just going to be sharing my experience as a fan with Beyonce and all that stuff. So even if you don't like her, you might still find this interesting. Like maybe you really are a super fan for another artist or a band. You might find this conversation interesting. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. I want to start talking about my fandom for Beyonce and then I'm going to dive into the Black is King review. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, so I first was introduced to Beyonce's music when I was listening to the radio, um, probably like in elementary school, and it was songs like Crazy in Love, Irreplaceable, things like that that were very popular and you would just hear on like pop music radio. Um, so I started getting acquainted with Beyonce then and I wasn't even aware of Destiny's Child like that whole era was not even on my radar until a few years later so I really liked Beyonce from the beginning I mean I definitely wasn't like a mega fan um just only knowing a few of her songs but just after hearing you know those couple of songs I was like yeah I really like her she's definitely talented um So yeah, years went on and like my sisters and I, we would still listen to like popular radio stations and her big songs like Halo, Single Ladies, Get Me Body, all of those, I knew those songs. 
Um, and it wasn't like, like my parents aren't major Beyonce fans. So it wasn't like we had her albums, like CDs lying around at our house. Um, I really only ever caught her music through listening to it on the radio or if we had like purchased any of those songs on iTunes back when that was a thing. Um, so yeah, that was that. And it wasn't until I want to say I started doing dance that I really began to listen to her music because we would do a lot of combinations or routines to Beyonce songs. And that's when I started to um, get to know a lot more of her music. Like I remember one time I was in dance, I forget which class it was, um, and we were doing a combo to her song Freakum Dress and I was like, excuse me, what is this? And someone was like, oh, it's Beyonce. And I'm like, this is Beyonce? What? Like, I've never heard this song before. And they're like, oh yeah, like it's an older song. Like it was from a couple albums ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go back and like listen to everything. This is so good. And so I think from then on, it was like full speed ahead. I began to go through some of her past albums and then like listen to more of like Destiny's Child music and yeah. And something I wonder for you guys, um, because I feel like this happens to me a lot, is do you ever listen to a song or an artist's album and it takes you back to a specific time in your life? Because I feel that way when I listen to a lot of Beyonce's music. It takes me back to those days when I was dancing or maybe I was watching videos on YouTube of people doing like different combinations to her songs. And I don't know, it just like brings me back to such a happy time. And I think it's funny how listening to a certain song can trigger those positive memories. Um, And I just wonder like if other people do that whenever they listen to certain music. And for me, I think her self-titled album, it's called Beyonce. um, I think she released it in like 2013. It's one of my favorites. And when I listen to the songs, it takes me back to those early years of high school. And I just, I don't know, I can't describe it, but I would listen to that album so much in high school. It was that Adele's 21 album and Justin Bieber's Journals. Um, I Those three albums I listened to all throughout my freshman year. And I don't know, it just like brings me back to that time in my life. And yeah, it just it's just like good memories. And I think it's so cool that music can do that for people. Um, now, I think... The reason why I love Beyonce's music so much is not only is it so catchy, like you can dance to it, it makes you want to move, like something like that at least, um, but I feel like I can relay the messages in her songs to how I'm feeling or something that I've gone through in the past and I think it's so cool how lyrically her music can be applied to like all different time periods in your life or different scenarios in people's lives um now an example of that is like okay I've never been cheated on before in a relationship but when I hear her song sorry which is about how like Jay-Z cheated on her you know Becky with the good hair all that stuff I can apply that to different areas of my life like maybe when um 
someone hurt my feelings and I got like really um, upset by it or you know something like that maybe not to the furthest degree as like how she was feeling when I'm sure she wrote that song but I just think it's interesting how you know her songs don't all have to be about love and relationships like you can apply them to different scenarios and experiences that you've gone through in your life um and another example that I was just thinking of is her song Pretty Hurts. Oh my goodness. You better believe that I'm either sobbing or holding back tears when I listen to that song because it is so good and the lyrics are so powerful. And I feel like if you're a girl or even a guy and you're listening to that song, you have felt those feelings before or, you know, if you haven't, you're lucky. But, you know, that song has such a strong message that I feel like a lot of people can relate to. And it's just so beautifully written and yeah I love that song so much and here's another like weird thing that I thought of and I wanted to talk about so this might be super out there and sound incredibly ridiculous but I've I had this thought before and I was like I want to like bring this up on the podcast to see if anyone else has ever thought about this so Beyonce and I are both Virgos. We're both the same astrological sign. And I don't mean to get into astrology because I already talked about it on a previous episode. Go listen to that if you haven't already. Um, But yeah, her birthday is actually like two days before mine. So we almost shared the same birthday, which is super cool. Um, But I wonder if I enjoy her music so much and can relate to a lot of the messages that she has in her songs because we do share that same personality type. Like, we're both Virgos. I just wonder that. Like, if there's any other musicians or artists out there and the songs that they're writing or the things that they're putting out, if you can relate to it better because you share similar personality traits. Like, I just wonder that. And... I mean, that might be totally false, but I just thought that was interesting. Like, maybe you're able to appreciate and relate to someone else's music because you have something like that in common with them. Like, I'm thinking about other artists that, you know, we have very different, we probably have very different personalities. I mean, I don't know them personally, but um, just listening to some of their music, like, I really can't relate to it um and I don't know I just like thought that was interesting so maybe go through your favorite artists that you like and see like oh do we have this in common like do they have this personality type were they born this time just you know something to think about but anyways I want to talk about albums because I feel like if you are a Beyonce fan it might be very difficult or easy to rank her albums I know for me personally it's very challenging to say like oh if I have a favorite song or favorite album because they're all so good and it's just it's really challenging for me to pick a favorite because there might be one album where I like a certain song on it and that song is so great but there might be another album that she has and there's like five really good songs maybe they're not like my absolute favorites but they're really good and there's a lot of them on one album so for me like that that is really hard to pinpoint if there's one that's completely my favorite 
So for me, I find that the most songs off of the four album, um, the Formation album and her self-titled album, those are my favorites. I have um, the most songs on those albums that I really like and I find myself listening to the most. I still love other ones and I will get into how amazing the gift album is when I talk about Black is King um, because I love that album so much and up until now like I feel like it was really underrated like not a lot of people were talking about it but it is a gem it's amazing um, and then also the homecoming homecoming album so you know she did the um, she performed at Coachella and it was huge she was a headliner there and netflix made like this um i don't even know what you call it like this film and it was documenting the entire performance and then you got to see some stuff backstage if you haven't watched it definitely put that on your list it's amazing it's incredible and it really just shows um how much effort that she puts into her own performance and um, how much thought she puts into every every aspect of the entire show. It's it's really great. But I love that album so much. Um, I again I feel like that one is not talked about enough. Um, just because it is a live album doesn't mean that it's not as great as a studio album. It's so good. And if you're looking for some good workout music or something to hype you up definitely listen to that because it's it's so great um and I I listen to that like whenever um I'm working out and I notice like I don't know I do better or like I feel more energized when I listen to that um also I don't want to disregard Destiny's Child because I have genuine appreciation for them I mean independent women say my name girl bootylicious cater to you jumpin jumpin soldier all of those are so good and i don't know i i feel like people aren't as willing to listen to some of those songs just because like oh they're older and you know beyonce has changed and whatnot but those albums are or those songs are still so good and are still jams today. Um, I think another another thing that I love about her so much is that she's shown such range in her music. Like you can definitely see a change from when she started out in Destiny's Child to where she is today. Like when she was first starting out, it was very girl group, um, R&B, hip hop, pop, all fused together and now she has experimented and tried out so many new genres and it really irks me when people try to put her in one category because if you look throughout her whole discography she has so many songs that could be applied to practically every single genre and I mean she's done pop, rock, country, hip-hop, funk, R&B, rap, trap, ballads, soul, musical, reggae, dance, etc, etc. She has done it all and I think that is so commendable that she has over the years blended into different genres and she doesn't confine her music to just one style and 
I don't know. I feel like you don't really see a lot of artists doing that nowadays. Like, they stick to their niche. And with Beyonce, I think it's so commendable that she's not afraid to go outside the box and try something new, um, which is really cool. Now, for concerts, um, the only Beyonce concert I've ever been to was the Formation Tour back in 2016. And man, I think going to that concert really solidified what a true talent Beyonce is to me at least um just seeing her perform those songs on stage with the lights with the stage setup like the props and everything the outfits the dancing and her performing live and she let me tell you she did not lip sync you could tell she was singing her heart out there was no way she performed that she was lip syncing at all during that performance um and it it was so amazing it felt like a super high level music video or something like that like it was just it was top notch without a doubt my favorite concert i've ever been to the best concert i've ever been to um it was so fun and one of i have to say like this might sound really dramatic but one of my biggest regrets in life right now is not going to her 2018 Coachella performance because watching the Netflix um the Netflix film of it it just oh my gosh I can only imagine what it what it must have been like to be there because yeah the formation concert was incredible but watching this Netflix film I was like whoa she stepped up her concert game to the next level um so yeah I just I love it so much because she, it, in the formation tour, she sounded incredible the whole time. She dances throughout every song. And I have to say, she dances just as good, if not better, than her dancers that she has. And she also connects with the audience, which I feel it like is so important as an artist and as a performer because it's just, I don't know, it feels like you are more genuine of an artist and as a person like you care about your fans and she definitely showcased that through her concert like I've been to some other concerts before and they don't really interact with the fans at all like you can just tell it's like they're almost a robot and they're doing this routine that they have to do like they just have to get through the show and then they'll be done but with Beyonce you can tell that she really looks forward to each show and each performance and she wants her fans to be um appreciative of the performance and she wants it to be like a memorable experience for them um and I really look forward to I'm sure we all are looking forward to the day when we can have actual concerts again when you know music festivals can go on and everything will be safe um I'm really looking forward to those times because you better believe that I'm willing to sacrifice an arm and a leg for Beyonce's next concert tickets. I'm just putting it out there right now. Um, and I, okay, I don't even know if I should say this, but I understand that it's crazy what I'm about to say. And I'm sure if you're a stan, if you're a major fan of any other celebrity, music artist, band, whatever, you've thought these same things true, same things too. Um, 
I have fantasized about meeting Beyonce one day. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there like it has to happen. It's going to happen. I clearly want it to happen. But I always think about like, hmm, if I could ever meet her, like how would I react? I think I would want to be like err on the side of being cool, calm, and collected. Like I wouldn't want to pass out and like start sobbing hysterically and freak out. But I don't know. You just, you never know. And I'm very hopeful that like one day I could meet her. That would, oh my gosh, definitely one of the top things on my bucket list. Um, so, you know, Beyonce, if you are listening to this podcast, hi, I love you. Someday hope to tell you that in person. I'm just kidding. She would probably never in a million years listen to this podcast. But okay, anyways, enough about my fandom because I'm sure you guys are rolling your eyes and getting very annoyed with it. Let's talk about Black is King because, man, like I said, I have a lot of things to say and I want to give my review of it. So I watched it right when it came out. Um, It came out Friday morning. Um, For people, West Coast time, it was 12 a.m. For us over here on the East Coast, it was 3 a.m. So I set an alarm, got up at 3, watched it, and then I watched it later in the day because I was like, okay, I was maybe like half asleep and maybe like didn't remember a lot of things and I want to watch it again for the sake of seeing it, but also just to jot down like some notes to talk about on the podcast. So I wrote down notes with every single song. So if you are familiar with her album, The Gift, um, she released that last year in in honor of the live action live I'm sorry I can't speak live action Lion King remake that they did and she was the voice of Nala in that and I saw that last year and it was so good probably the best live action Disney movie I've ever seen um and I think it worked so well because they were using animals and it wasn't like they were trying to use real people to like recreate some story that's all about animals in the African Sahara. Okay, anyways, um, so yeah, Beyonce released her album The Gift alongside the movie and The Gift songs were all inspired about um, the story of The Lion King and the way that she wrote these songs oh my gosh it's just it's so incredible the songs are very powerful I would say they're like very spiritual I don't know if that's the right word to use it but that's just something that comes to mind whenever I hear them um and lyrically like they're very strong each song has a very powerful message that fits in with the narrative of the Lion King but also can be applied to like different things going on in people's lives so the visual album um you might be wondering like what in the world is a visual album it's basically like one giant highly produced music video um she did the same thing whenever she was releasing lemonade and um she released a visual album i believe it was on hbo and it went alongside with all of her songs so it's kind of like a movie telling the story of okay like this is what this album represents these are the stories this is kind of like what Beyonce envisioned for these songs and 
she did not disappoint with black is king at all i saw so many people tweeting like that the lemonade visual album was just um very much beneath the black is king visual album because it was definitely taken to another level in terms of production and performance she just went all out with this one so let's get into it all right so this the visual album first opens up with the song bigger and man i love this song so much it's very very powerful it actually made me cry um i have to admit it it just I wrote down the word celestial. I'm not sure if that's the right word to describe it, but like that's how, that's what word came to my mind when I was watching this. And so the song opens up the story of the Lion King. So if you remember, the movie opens up with young Simba, um, them, his parents like basically showing him off to everyone like, this is your future king, he's born, whatnot. Um, And so Beyonce actually did that with her son, Sir, which I thought was so cute. And I'm sure that was very special to her. She actually dedicated the whole visual album to him, which is so cute. Um, And I feel like when he's a little bit older, I'm sure she'll be showing that to him and kind of tell him like, oh, like I thought of you throughout this process of making this. So that's super special. But yeah, Bigger was absolutely beautiful. The wardrobe in it was amazing. They shot it, I'm not sure where, but it was somewhere by the water. And it was just, oh my gosh, it was so gorgeous. I love the message that's in that song too. Okay, so next song is Find Your Way Back. And this song, I wrote down, it's literally the second song in the visual album. And I wrote favorite outfits so far because... Oh my gosh, the outfits were so glamorous and gorgeous. Actually, the one um, outfit that she wears in it, I have it as my lock screen right now because it's so beautiful and I love it. Um, and the dancing in it was really great too. And it reminded me reminded me of the video for Sorry. Like the dance moves were, there were a lot of like isolations in it. And I just, I love to see it. They were... It kind of looked like they were in some desert area. I don't even know. Lots of sand. Um, But it was just visually gorgeous. And I love that song too. So that goes into like when Simba is a young kid. And I believe it's supposed to be like the moment whenever he's talking with his dad, Mufasa. And, you know, that famous line, like, everything the light touches is ours and whatnot in the movie The Lion King. So, um, this was almost like a transition song. And they show another boy who acts as young Simba. And he is so stinking cute. So many times during the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, whoever this little boy is, like, please give him an Oscar. Please cast him in more things. He is adorable. And he was so great in acting in it he was amazing um and so then we get into the song jealousy which kind of transitions into the part of the lion king where we meet scar the villain of the movie and this song isn't one of my favorites just because like it's a little bit more dark but visually they did such a great job at like introducing scar's character and 
I personally did not like this part because um, the person who was playing Scar had a snake around their neck and Beyonce at one point had a snake around her neck and ugh, I hate snakes. They're like one of my biggest fears. Don't like them. So um, that wasn't my favorite part, but it was really, it was really good. The dancing was incredible. Whoever that girl was in the red dress, she was incredible. Um, and then... So I want to say, like, I'm not talking about the songs on the album that are kind of like sound bites from the movie. Beyonce uses that, I think, as like little interludes to like tell the story of The Lion King within the album, which is great. I think it's it's a really cool feature, but I'm just solely going to be talking about like the full length songs in the visual album um but I think it one part was really cool where they were showing Scar and what would be I'm assuming like his pack of hyenas and they're all on these motorcycles and they have elephant trunks on the front of the motorcycle I think it's kind of supposed to represent that one scene in The Lion King where Nala and Simba go into the elephant graveyard it was such a cool touch and I just love how she incorporated so many different details from the movie into these different songs. Okay, so the next song is Nile, which I'm assuming is supposed to be after that horrific scene that probably scarred every child, um, every everyone's childhood, that scene where Mufasa dies. Oh my gosh, so sad. Um, so the song Nile begins with this kind of it's supposed to be like a funeral procession um these men are carrying this large white box i'm assuming it's you know supposed to be mufasa's funeral and it was so cool the way that they did this so everyone was dressed in white the room that they were in was all white beyonce had um this all white look white painted across the lower portion of her face and something i learned about afterwards is so in the United States we typically have um, funeral attire be all black as a sign of mourning and in African culture they dress in all white as a sign of mourning and um, paying respects for whoever it was that passed away and I thought that was so cool how she incorporated that into this song and one of the things that they said that I thought was really powerful and very applicable to everything going on today is no tr- no true king ever dies. Um, and I just, I thought that was a really great message. Um, also, there is this scene in the song Nile, I love this song so much, um, where she is in a boat and the boat is like completely covered in flowers. I'm not sure how they did it. It almost looks like a gondola or like a larger canoe that she's sitting in and oh it was so beautiful also I was wondering when um when this song was going on I was like where in the world is Kendrick Lamar because a lot of her other songs she has um she has the different people featured in them but I guess he wasn't available it's fine um there is one scene in this song when the men are carrying Beyonce as she's in this all-white outfit and it was just so cool and the first thing that came to my mind I was like okay whenever the Met Gala returns um 
she needs to have an entrance like that where she's dressed in something like that and she just I don't know is carried in like that it kind of reminded me of how Billy Porter was carried into this past Met Gala it was really cool okay so the next song is Mood Forever which is one of my favorite songs in the album it's so good and so it starts out with these really cool cars and it, I think it's supposed to kind of be like the Hakuna Matata scene in the movie if I'm following it correctly um the cars were so cool in this I don't know how they got those made but I'm like those things need to be sold they were so cool and Jay-Z of course is featured in this song I thought that was really awesome to have him there um and so we show up to this house which I listened to this um this video that Beyonce released when she was talking about Black is King and she said that the filming started in her backyard and then it went to all of these different cities around the world and so in this song mood forever i was wondering i'm like are we at beyonce's house right now like is this being filmed in her house or in her backyard i wasn't sure um if anyone knows let me know because it was one beautiful house and a gorgeous backyard so i just wondered i was like is she showing us her house in her backyard but anyways so this song again outfits were so great dancing was beautiful um and she had these sleeping masks on and it said mood across them and I immediately wrote down I was like okay she needs to sell these sleeping masks and turns out she released a bunch of black as king merch and including these sleeping masks so thought that was cool um and then there are actually some scenes in this song that you can tell are filmed across the Hudson in New York City because you can see the New York City skyline in the background which was so neat um and then the pool scene in this song oh my gosh it was gorgeous so all of the dancers were wearing these bright bright color outfits all of the men were in these matching monochrome orange sherbet looking suits and then all of the girls were in these hot pink swimwear out outfits with their turbans and oh my gosh it was gorgeous and Beyonce had these gloves oh my gosh they were gorgeous I loved it so much um and then so this song wait let me see yeah this song there's like this scene um where there's the chess pieces representing I believe good and evil um so they're like black and white chess pieces and I thought that was super cool and I also wrote down something that they said um someone like did a voiceover and they said it's not always a battle it's a conversation and I was like oh I really like that um so yeah next we go into this other song this might this is definitely one either number one or number two favorite song from the album oh I don't know how to say it I think it's oh I don't know I don't want to like butcher the title Jaare, maybe I'm saying that wrong. Um, but it's such a good song. And so I'm assuming that this visual is all about when Simba is older and they are driving in these super cool cars. And 
then there's like this one scene where they have a side view of the car and I believe it's a hearse. I I was very thrown off by it. Like, I don't know if it was supposed to be some metaphor for Mufasa's death, but they are definitely in a hearse and it has these LED strip lights going around it and it looked really cool, but I was like, wait, hold on. Is that a hearse that they're driving in? And like, they're kind of like partying in it. I'm like, I don't really know what this is supposed to mean, but yeah. Okay, so... The next song is Already, which I love that song so much. The dancing, again, was impeccable. And her outfit, that like her main outfit that she was in is, I think I'm saying this right, Marine Sayre. Um, if you guys have ever seen these, it's like a super, oh my gosh, I cannot speak, super popular um, brand right now, known for like the little crescent moon print and Beyonce was wearing a like a full bodysuit with this crescent print on it. She looked so great. The dancing was phenomenal. And yeah, I loved it so much. Um, it might be my favorite dancing scene or like dancing song throughout the whole entire movie. All right, the next song is Water, which I wrote in all caps, Pharrell, because he made an appearance in it, and he looked so great. I loved his outfit and everyone else's fashion. Um, I loved the dancing in the street. It was so great. Also, Beyonce's hair in this song. I loved all the different um, looks that she had. She looked amazing. Um, And then the next song is probably I I think this is like everybody's favorite is brown skin girl and oh my gosh you guys it was so gorgeous I was holding back tears because it everyone just looked so beautiful and it was really just a celebration of brown skin girls I loved it so much um so it was like this debutante ball scene um kind of reimagined and it was just absolutely beautiful and let's talk about the cameos because this song was full of appearances from everybody mentioned in the song if you've heard the song before Beyonce like shouts out different um different women in the song so she had Naomi Campbell there she had Lupita Nyong'o she had Kelly Rowland which those scenes of she and Kelly singing and hugging together were just so beautiful because it really shows their friendship if you don't know Kelly Rowland was in Destiny's Child so she and Beyonce are very close also Blue Ivy was just a queen a star throughout this whole film and she was just so beautiful and was so amazing in this song and there were shots that I loved so much um in this song and it was Beyonce's mom herself um blue ivy and her youngest daughter Rumi. so it was like a generation of all of the well carter knowles family all the carter knowles women and it was so beautiful i loved that um definitely might be one of my favorite scenes of beyonce with her family it was just it was gorgeous 
Okay, the next song is Key to the Kingdom or Keys to the Kingdom. And it was kind of like this wedding scene and I really loved it. Um, It was so gorgeous. Everyone was just having fun and really celebrating um, this marriage. And I assume it was supposed to be like Nala and older Simba coming together. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, but like that's kind of like the vibe that I got. Okay, the next song is Other Side, which, oh my gosh, this song was so beautiful, so emotional. Um, So Beyonce is carrying Sir, her son, in this. And I want to say this was like a biblical reference of putting like the baby in the basket and onto the river, like I believe Moses in the Bible. Um... I'm not sure if that was the reference she was going for, but that's the vibe that I got. And Beyonce's acting in the song was incredible. I wrote down, please give this woman an Oscar because it was just, oh, it was such a powerful song. And if you are a parent or if you have younger siblings, like I feel like this song is just going to pull on your heartstrings. Okay, next we go in the complete opposite direction to the song My Power, which I loved so much. This song was energetic. The dancing, the outfits, the black power. It was so amazing. And again, Blue Ivy, a star, showing up in this song. The one scene where she has the wide brim hat, the sunglasses, and her outfit that matches her mom, and she's dancing. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I'm like, this girl is going to just step in her mother's shoes when she gets older. I can already see it. Blue Ivy is a star. So yeah, that was amazing. Loved that song. Loved the dancing. Um, And then the last song is Spirit. And... I was not ready for this, okay? So some of the songs that are in this visual album, I've already seen parts of them because Beyonce has released music videos already for certain songs. And she did that last year. So I was already kind of like aware of some of these scenes, but she switched it up with the opening of Spirit. I was expecting it to be very similar to the music video that she had already released, but she opens up the song with this acapella choir style opening and I immediately got chills I had chills the whole entire song it was so beautiful she sounded amazing the choir sounded amazing the shots were just gorgeous um and then it goes into what the actual music video was um that was originally released and that itself was so gorgeous so powerful i loved the outfits in that as well and the dancing was beautiful too um so yeah that was that and then we closed the credits where like i said she dedicated the whole film to sir carter her son i loved that it was beautiful and then the ending song in the credits is black parade which i was like very fitting love that um And something I wrote down at the end, I was like, hmm, are we going to see a Black is King tour? I don't know. Would love to see that. Um, But yeah, so I just want to close things out reading what Beyonce had posted um, in 
and lead up to the release of Black is King. So you guys can hear it from she herself um what she intended this picture to be because you know I have my own interpretations and my own thoughts on the whole visual album but this is kind of what she released as a statement for it so she says black is king is a labor of love it's it has been my passion project that I've been filming researching and editing day and night for the past year I've given it my all and now it's yours. It was originally filmed as a companion piece to The Lion King, the gift soundtrack, and meant to celebrate the breadth and beauty of black ancestry. I could never have imagined that a year later, all the hard work that went into this production would serve a greater purpose. The events of 2020 have made this have made the film's vision and message even more relevant as people across the world embark on a historic journey. We are all in search of safety and light. Many of us want change. I believe that when black people tell our own stories, we can shift the axis of the world and tell our real history and generational wealth and richness of soul that is not told in our history books. With this visual album, I wanted to present elements of black history and African tradition with a modern twist and universal message and what it truly means to find your self-identity and build a legacy. I spent a lot of time exploring and absorbing the lessons of past generations and the rich history of different African customs. While working on this film, there were moments where I felt overwhelmed, like many others on my creative team, but it was important to create a film that instills pride and knowledge. I hope that from watching, you feel you leave feeling inspired to continue building a legacy that impacts the world in an immeasurable way. I pray that everyone sees the beauty and resilience of our people. And then she goes on to thank the people who were a part of the project. And yeah, that is totally the message that I got from watching it. And I think she did such a great job at showing that message through all of the costumes the dancing the body paint the headpieces um and just like the overall setting and surrounding to capture the ancestry and the african tradition and i just thought it was so powerful the way that she um and her creative team executed this film because it wasn't it was to show like she said the wealth and the richness of black people and black culture it wasn't supposed to be you know showing depicting slavery and struggle it was showing like this this is who we are this is a celebration of black pride and um I just I loved it so much and yeah it was it was phenomenal I definitely recommend you guys check it out I give it an 11 out of 10 exceptional Um, I definitely will be watching it again for, I feel like whenever I watched it, I felt so inspired, like she said, and it's something that I think in the future I'm going to continue to revisit to find new inspiration in it because it is chock full of it. So yeah, that was my Black is King review and also talking a little bit about my Beyonce fandom. Hope I didn't annoy you guys with all of this Beyonce talk. I just felt like it was 
very topical and something that I really wanted to discuss. So hope you enjoyed it and hope you guys have a lovely rest of your day and I will catch you guys next weekend with a new episode. So as always, thanks for listening.